You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Do you find yourself feeling stressed, overwhelmed, or maybe even constantly or frequently in a state of sympathetic. And what do I mean by sympathetic? Our sympathetic nervous system is our fight or flight. It's our go, go, go. It's what pushes us forward. Whereas on the other side, we have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for resting and digesting. That's where we recover. That's where we heal. Now, I made a post last week that said, as a friendly reminder, your body can't heal in a sympathetic state because that's true. And I wanted to elaborate on that a little bit and how to maybe harness some more parasympathetic activities that is going to be really the whole goal of what we're doing within my membership this month. But even just giving you tangible tips today to be able to make yourself more mindful of this. We're also going to talk about how various organs in our body are associated with different emotions, therefore really emphasizing the mind-body connection. And as a practitioner, I see this all the time. I have worked with so many people that we're doing the absolute best protocols. We're doing the best supplements, dietary, all the things, but there's still something that's holding them back from getting better. And a lot of times it is more of that mind body connection. It's their, their body is in this sympathetic state where it cannot let go. It cannot heal. So if you struggle, say for instance, with digestion, digestion is a parasympathetic activity. We can't, if you think about it logically, why say we were running from a tiger, that's probably not a good time to have a bowel movement. It's probably not a good time to digest and assimilate nutrients. That's where cortisol is pumping, your blood's flowing, your heart's pumping so that you can run away. But our body doesn't understand that being in traffic, being on our computer, being on Zoom calls all day, being go, 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 running from here, there, and everywhere, they don't know the, our body doesn't know the difference between that and running from a tiger. To our body, it's the same thing because it's sympathetic. So our genes haven't changed where the sense where we were in sympathetic and we had to protect ourselves and we had to get things done and we had to be productive and, and move. But in today's age, I find that people are more and more and more in that state. I see it all the time, especially in the office, because I love offering a lot of mind-body practices, stress-free practices, really helping and harnessing that stress-free aspect of health and wellness because I see such a huge importance for it. So I'll see people walk in the office, their shoulders are up to their ears. I can tell they're clenching their jaw. I can just tell that they're not fully present. They're not fully aware. Their body's very tense and their body's holding tension in various places. But after treatment, after whatever we do, whether it's cupping, chiropractic, muscle work, a mix of all the above, I can see the difference in when they're leaving. So just goes to show how powerful those things are. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. I have someone who we're working with and she just feels like she can never get out of a sympathetic state. And I remember when we did cupping for the first time, she's like, I had just unknown anxiety this morning. I didn't know where it was coming from. She goes, but I just, I felt like I could take a nap. I felt like I, my mind could just shut off and I could finally just relax. 
That is what you want to look for. Now I understand we can't be in that mode all day long. We can't be in parasympathetic all day long, but we also don't want to be in sympathetic all day long. It's this balance and ebb and flow between the two that ideally we want to be looking for to be able to get our body into a healing state. So for example, around meals, that needs to be more of a parasympathetic around bedtime. That needs to be more of a parasympathetic. So three ish times during the day and bedtime. So four ish times during the day are times where we want to harness this parasympathetic other additional times that you feel that you might want to be able to add parasympathetic practices in. If you are feeling immense amount of overwhelm, or if you just feel like you need to ground and center yourself. And this is stuff that you might not realize that you need it until you kind of take a step back and really get a little bit more in tune with your body. Because when we're in fight or flight, it's very easy to just be like, I can just push through, I can just do it. But your body will tell you signs and symptoms that you need to slow down. And that looks different for everybody. And that is really a cool mind body connection. For some people, it's acne. Some people, it's eczema. Some people, it's psoriasis. Some people, it's constipation, bloating, digestive issues. And then obviously stress and being in constant sympathetic are are shown to manifest as various things, heart disease, high blood pressure, cancers, all those things, because our, we're constantly pumping out cortisol and stress. Well, especially when we think about hormone balance, majority of our hormones are in very much so interconnected with cortisol because a lot of our sex hormones are actually made um, in our adrenal cortex. And so cortisol has a very huge impact with our hormones. So whether you're looking for fertility, whether you're looking for just healthier periods, you're looking for clear skin, whatever it is, cortisol is the main component. And same for males because that is a huge determinant of testosterone. And if you want to make adequate testosterone, we have to be managing our stress. So this is a very, very, very important topic. It's definitely, I feel people's, I don't know, maybe this is just my perception, but I feel like this is people's least favorite. And I think subconsciously it's people's least favorite because they know that it's something that actually takes work to be able to do and it's hard and it takes practice. So it's, it's not as fun to talk about as coffee enemas or things that we can kind of do and feel almost like an instant benefit. But this is really where we get results long-term is, is implementing these practices. And I've really seen this more, I mean, even just with my own health journey so much. So within the past, I've really made this a preference within the past few months, like making sure I meditate, knowing the practice of, okay, when I'm taking care of my mind, my body, I know that everything's much more smooth sailing. My skin's clear. I'm much more level-headed. My emotions are so much more stable because I'm doing all these other things. That brings me to talking a little bit about how our mind and our emotions are connected to various organs. So I'm going to start with an easy one that is, I think, easy for people to kind of recognize the play where it comes. So your liver, uh, your eyes, and your gallbladder are associated with anger, anger, irritability, rage, uh, irritability probably being less so on that scale, whereas anger and rage definitely being more so extreme emotions. But you know, if you're easily agitated, if you can fly off the, you could just freak out at anything. Like you're just, you don't, you have a very short fuse that's liver. I definitely very much so used to be like this. Now, this was also during a time I was in chiropractic school. I was taking 28 plus credits plus my nutrition credits. 
had, was in class from eight to six all day, trying to work out, trying to eat healthy, trying to do all these things. No wonder my body was stagnant in some areas and struggling, um, trying to go off birth control. It was a disaster. I'm very glad that I went through all of that, but I can definitely see where, okay, yeah, my liver probably needed some love. But as throughout the years, as I've really shown my liver a lot of love and focus on just daily practices, herbs, castor oil packs, healthy whole food diet, um, targeted supplements, sweating, detoxing, all those things, I definitely feel so much more leveled. I feel so much more calm. I don't react to things quite like I used to. And what's interesting is right before people are like, well, I'm kind of like that, but right before my period, I might get like that. Well, why? Because your liver is having to process so many more hormones because as your hormones are coming down and you've detoxed them and they're dropping, your liver has to process a lot more. So it might be a little bogged down. Therefore you might feel some emotion stuff kind of before your cycle. So it is really interesting. And I mean, we think about bar fights, they happen at 2 a.m. after people have been drinking all night when they get angry. You know, we all know angry drunks. We also know generous drunks because the liver, eyes, and gallbladder also are responsible for generosity. That is typically not the first emotion I think of when I think of that, but just goes to show. Um, Next one also probably pretty similar to understand is your kidneys, your ears, and your bladder are associated with fear. So that's why we wet the bed at the middle of the night when we're scared. Uh, you know, as kids, you feel, you might feel an urgency to go to the bathroom when you're scared. Um, kidneys very much so are associated with ears. And this got me thinking of kids when they're younger and like ear infections and things like that. So it just kind of got me thinking about, Oh, I wonder if there's a tie or possibility there. Your lungs, your skin, and your large intestine are associated with grief and courage. So this is very interesting. Um, I definitely can see this a lot. Um, Your stomach, your spleen, and your pancreas are associated with anxiety and trust. That makes total sense because when we're anxious, you might lose your appetite. You might, when we're anxious and stressed, we can definitely have higher blood sugar. So that's the pancreas you know, anxiety and definitely kind of stems from a lot of that, which is very interesting. So that's why when you can support those organs, you can have your, you you even notice your anxiety kind of goes down when your digestion's better. Your um, impatience and love is associated with heart and small intestine. I could definitely see that because when I go to acupuncture, they're always clearing heat from my heart. um, And I bet that's because I'm impatient. So that's interesting. So based on all of those Where do you feel like you fall? I'll go through them one more time. Your lungs, your skin, and your large intestine is grief and courage. Kidney, ears, bladder is fear. Liver, eyes, gallbladder is anger and generosity. Heart, small intestine is impatience and love. And stomach, spleen, pancreas is anxiety and trust. Those are kind of how various emotions and how they're associated with our body. This is very much so well-practiced in Chinese medicine. It's something I remember when I started going to acupuncture, we started talking about, and it's interesting because when you get body work or when they were doing points on my liver meridian, I would feel almost like an emotional detox. And you can feel that by even just stimulating certain points on yourself or doing body work or cupping or anything like that. I mean, we store various things in various places of our body. That's not abstract to think because 
if you just going through that, you can kind of almost piece together what you can associate and what resonates with you in your real life. So when you kind of support those areas, you, you can notice certain things. That's why, I mean, some people get really emotional when they detox because you're also detoxing all the organs with, or all the emotions with it, not your organs. That would be bad. Um, so how can we get ourselves into parasympathetic more during the day? This is something that I taught. I'm talking very in depth about within my online membership this month. I created a 23 page ebook based on parasympathetic vagus nerve. I've done a podcast on the vagus nerve uh, before, so you can go back and listen to that one. Um, if you haven't already, I highly recommend it. I can't remember what the episode is off the top of my head, um, but it was a really, really good episode that I did, um, with Dr. Stephanie. I can't find it. I'm trying to look for it for you guys, but I can't find it. It's, it's in here somewhere. (laughs) Um, so I would definitely recommend going back and listen to that podcast episode, but what are some things that we can do to get ourselves more into parasympathetic? Um, like I said, it's not, it's not about constantly being in parasympathetic mode, but it's about helping yourself get there periodically and frequently throughout the day, right before meals. So that's could literally be as simple as taking a few deep belly breaths because your vagus nerve, like we talked about in that podcast, it's a cranial nerve. So that means it comes from your brain and it innervates various parts of your body. It's a parasympathetic branch in the nervous system. So that means that nerve is responsible for parasympathetic activity. It attaches to your diaphragm. So that's why diaphragmatic or belly breathing helps support parasympathetic activity. Uh, it also att- attaches to pretty much every digestive organ you have, therefore showing, okay, there's that digestion, parasympathetic activity connection. So right before you eat, maybe don't be driving through traffic or maybe don't be yelling at your kids in the car, going through drive through pickup or, you know, try not to be doing a million things at once. And even if you have a million things going on, shut your computer screen, shut your phone down for like a second, do a few deep belly breaths and then eat your meal. It's not about being perfect. I don't expect everyone to just have their essential oils going and just completely shut the world off so that they can eat for 30 to 40 minutes. That's probably not very realistic. So maybe you just have some healing sounds going on. You take some deep breaths. You're not having like stressful, you're, you're minimizing the external stressful stimuli the best that you can. That in itself is going to help support your digestive system because you're getting in that, okay, you're telling your body, I'm not stressed. I'm not running from that tiger. I'm getting ready to digest a meal. So I'm going to need your help. That's very, very simple, but it goes a long way. I mean, think about when you go out, maybe you're going out to a family dinner or you're having a family dinner. I think of like Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, I'm eating a lot of food, but I don't feel as stressed and bloated because I'm interacting. I'm socializing. I'm taking my time eating. I'm laughing. I'm around loved ones. And just how the effect of digestion has on that versus, okay, I'm eating by myself. I've got a huge checklist of things to do. I've got this, 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 like that's just, even just saying that I can feel my heart rate rise because I know what my checklist looks like today. But when I eat, I'm going to take a few deep belly breaths, put on some music, Sometimes I even just like to like put a drop of lavender or peppermint in my hand and just kind of breathe it in really quick to just center me a little bit more. You know, it's all about doing what you can with what you have. It's the times that you can be perfect. Awesome. But the times, as long as you're striving to be better and focus on these things, a a lot can, it can go, a little can go a long way. 
other things that we can do to get into parasympathetic phone detoxes, putting that social media stimuli away, putting that email away. I'm so guilty of this. Nobody needs to get my email response at 830 at night. Nobody needs it. So I try to put my phone away an hour, hour and a half before I'm going to go to bed. If I get a text, I'll still answer it, but I'm not scrolling through social media, getting that external stimuli. And I have noticed how much deeper I sleep. It's crazy. Um, and then not looking at my phone first thing in the morning. There's so, so, so many parasympathetic and vagal exercises that you can do. I talk about one. I did it in the little mini webinar, a mini retreat I did in the membership yesterday about vagal tapping. So tapping behind your ear and how that can be very impactful for simulating your vagus nerve. It's, it doesn't have to be a full-on spa day to reset you. It doesn't have to be a full-on just shut away from the world type day because that's those are great and I love those, but that's not realistic in terms of your everyday. So what are these everyday practices that you can do to help center you to get yourself out of that sympathetic and into that parasympathetic? Or be fluid between those two nervous system states throughout the day so that you can find, okay, I know what sympathetic feels like. I know that I'm go, go, go. I know that I'm productive. I know that I'm on it, but then I know when I need to just shift away, maybe just in between calls or something or in between meetings or whatever you're doing, maybe just do like a two minute meditation or you just simply check in with yourself and ask how you're feeling. Are you journal? It's, it's all about being mindful of these things. And that's why the challenge that I'm doing is a 30 day mindfulness, because it's not like these activities should take 20 to 30 minutes. It's not like I'm asking you to go do a 60 minute workout that takes time. And I think those are very important. Movement is very important. I mean, that's a huge aspect of health, but a lot of these things are, okay, I'm asking you to breathe for one minute. I'm asking you to take a few deep breaths when you're stuck in traffic to just get yourself out of that sympathetic because you don't need to be. You're not running from a tiger. Everything's going to be okay. It's it's very simple things. It's all about just being mindful of them. So within this mindfulness challenge, I have a full calendar where I've kind of listed out example things that you can do. I've talked through all the activities, how you can implement them, but you are really in control of how you choose to implement them. It's your life. It's your it's whatever works for you. So that's what ideally you'd like to do if you're following this challenge. Um, but otherwise you can just be more mindful about how your body feels. Like, can you feel your heart beating out of your chest? Can you feel that you're storing tension? Like if you just kind of sit and check in with yourself, where's your tension? Are you holding tension in your jaw? Do you feel like your shoulders are up to your ears or that your, your back is you know, shrugged or tight a little bit. Are you have, are you sitting with good relaxed posture? Are you, are you, do you hold tension in your hands? Do you hold it in your stomach? Sometimes a lot of people with digestive issues, I know, I feel that I feel it too. I know that we hold this little ball of tension within our stomach. If you just picture that for a second, try to make that a little bit smaller. Try to take your tension and just breathe into that area and let it relax a little bit. Sometimes that's as simple as it has to be just being a little bit more in tune with your body. So many people that I work with aren't, and that's okay. Cause that's my goal. And that's what I do is try to help you be more in tune so that we can figure out more of what's going on and help you be optimal. That's really the optimal, the whole goal, right? So my goal for you today is to just notice a little bit more about what your body's telling you. How often are you in this go, go, go stress state versus how are, much are you in this kind of relaxed Zen 
rest, digest, parasympathetic state. I want you to just take note. And if you feel inclined, I'd love for you to share with me what you find. I would love for you to say, you know, to reach out and tell me, I realized I am in this state way more than I think that I should be. Or when I practice those breathing exercises you talked about, I noticed that I was less constipated or I noticed that I was able to digest my meal a little bit more. I would love for your feedback if you're really in tune and or looking to be in tune or wherever you are on that journey, I would love for you to share it with me because as I continue on and practice, I'm seeing how much this is essential in terms of healthcare and in terms of just achieving optimal health. So I would love for you to keep me posted, but that is my goal for you this week and continuing on into your practice. So I hope that you have a great Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. And remember to take a deep breath today and just check in with yourself, how your body's feeling and center yourself. Woo!